Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast, uh, <laughs> bonus podcast, and bonus, uh, usually it's me rambling on, but today I have my friend Barrett, who you heard say, hey. Indeed. Uh, astute, longtime listeners will remember Barrett as being one of my oldest friends. He produced my last comedy CD. He is a musician in New York City, and we talk at least once a week, um, I would say, wouldn't you? And so have I mean, for many years. Yes, and we decided that we're just going to record a conversation of ours to see where it goes, to see if it's interesting, because uh, you texted me the other day and said, hey, I had some insights. Uh, we talk about career, life. Barrett's been with me through some of my uh, my worst breakup. Um, yeah, we've known each other since 1990 goddamn one, I believe. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, we, so can't, either we can't tell people that, because then they'll know how old we are. We're fucking old. Uh, well, no, they, they won't. We met uh, as babies. We met right. in the hospital as babies in 1991. Exactly. Uh, your crib was next uh, to mine. Exactly. And we're young and spry these days, coming into our own. Indeed, indeed. It's really nice to be a millennial. This is the best time um, to be a young person in America. I've been... Uh, I've been defending millennials on stage lately, and uh, we don't have to go down this path, but since you mentioned it, it it's just odd that I, I hate millennials, you hate millennials, anybody with any reason hates millennials, <laughs> but the problem is we hate them for the way they are, but someone raised them to be that way. No one, they didn't raise themselves, and the, the realization I had about it is, is I'd been shitting on them for so long for being such pussies that... If, if they had raised themselves and didn't have these idiotic ideas or beliefs beaten into their head that they have, if they had raised themselves, they would have thick skins. They would be tough. And they're the exact opposite because someone instilled participation trophies and, you know, everyone gets along and, and complete bullshit in them. And that's sad for them. I mean, yes. Let me ask you a question, though. If you're... If we're going to put this off on the parents, right? Because that's basically what we're doing. Putting it off on the parents, the media, the school systems. Like, right, all the major information sources that children would use to get their information from, right? Then I feel like it's like that blaming things on your parents thing. Like, if you realize that you're attracted to people who remind you of your mom and your mom's a great person well that's kind of cool but if your mom's not a great person and you're attracted to that because that's what you were raised and that's what you think love is at the moment at which you realize that your parents are the problem it's no longer their responsibility it's their fault maybe if we're going to assign blame or something like that they did this to you but the moment that you realize that there was something that was done to you and it was done by this specific person or these groups of people in this specific way, it becomes your responsibility to do something about it because you actually know the source of the problem, right? So I feel like my only real issue with millennials is I agree with you 100%. I'm just not sure they see it as a problem. I, I don't disagree with that either. I think they need to have that realization. It's I, I mentioned in passing earlier that you were there for me uh, through my greatest breakup and... Yeah, what happened was, is after that happened, I went into therapy and confronted all my childhood issues and all the bullshit I went through as a kid and was like, oh, that's why I was choosing to be in a damaging relationship. Right. I agree, millennials need to have that moment where they're like, 
instead of going, isn't it great that we're all pussies and we invent words <laughs> like cisgender? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that, 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 there's a comedy festival going on uh, soon, or they're, 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 they are recruiting for a comedy festival. They're, they are accepting submissions, and I got an inside track from someone who said that they got a message from this young uh, of course, she's white, I believe, twink uh, millennial girl who said, you know, we just shouldn't include uh, cis white males just to include them. And it's like, okay, first of all, you shouldn't include... Cat, shut up. I wondered what that was for a second. I had headphones in, and I just heard this loud noise, and I realized it was the cat meowing to get pet. Um, but either way, it, you shouldn't include any comedian just to include them. Everyone should only get included on merit. But why the fuck would you say something as retarded as, you know, we shouldn't just include cis white males to include them. Because, first of all, cis white male is just a fucking nonsense. Just say straight. I, the, you're inventing stupid shit just to be even stupider than you are. You're already stupid pussy millennials. <laughs> and now you're doubling down on it by saying, you know, oh. straight is no longer acceptable. We, used, we need to invent a term called cisgender. Just fuck well, off. All right, well, let so me, it's, let me, it's, uh... it's, it's their problem and they're going down the wrong path. Is yes. the, is instead of having an enlightening moment, they're doubling down. It's like, ooh, I've got 21. Hit me. Um, <laughs> that that doesn't make sense. No, no, no hit do, me. Do they have 21 or do they have 19 and they're out of twos? And they've seen all yeah. the twos come through. <laughs> that, either way, I, I couldn't okay. do math, so I just went straight to 21 because I didn't want to try and... Okay. It's like they've got 19 and they know there's a two out there. Wait, no, shit, that doesn't work. Yeah, I'm just not smart. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, well, yes, I agree, but let me, let me ask you this. I'm just going to play devil's advocate a little bit here, even though I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, what is your definite, what is the definition of cisgender and what I don't is even the definition of straight? Well, okay, well, let's ask Siri. I think cisgender is, on. uh. Can I, can I use Siri over this podcast without paying Apple money? Can I do that? I don't know. I don't know if you can use Siri while you're on the phone, though. If you're I on can. the phone, can Siri. But I, I can. But I have a computer in front of me. I won't Siri it. But uh, let's see. Sis. If I, if I am correct, and I could very well be wrong, it is just a different way of saying straight white male. Because if I remember correctly, they didn't want the straight white male was considered normal. Or the norm, not normal as in normal versus ab abnormal, but the majority. And they want to be all-inclusive. So instead of saying something that is not all-inclusive, they have to break everybody up into little factions. Which, I talked about this a long, 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 long time ago, and I still feel the same way as, look, I don't care what you want me to call you. If you want to be defined as blank, then fine. That's what you want. But the reverse is true. I don't want to be labeled one of your stupid invented fucking terms. Just call me a normal white guy. You know, why Why do I have to respect your belief to call you whatever the fuck you want to be called? But you have to call me one of your stupid terms. Yeah. Well, yes. Here's what I see here. It says, definition of cisgender from Merriam-Webster, right? Of relating to or being a person whose gender identity corresponds with the sex the person had or was identified as having at birth. Here's using it in a sentence. Research shows that transgender people often suffer symptoms of depression or often more often suffer symptoms of depression, stress, and anxiety than cisgender people whose identity with sex they were born with. 
or who identify See? with the sex they were. I mean, uh, idiotic. Well, part of my, my, my major issue with that is that the sentence in and of itself is leading, right? If you just said, boys, boys considering themselves, children born with penises considering themselves boys use the boys' bathroom. Children with vaginas considering themselves girls use the girls' bathroom. That is an example of cisgender, right? Like, I feel like the example in and of itself that they use as a sentence in the dictionary is leading you towards some kind of thought. And I don't, f like a direction, like they qualify it somehow by using that. If that does that make sense? I'm not speaking clearly because it, it's fucking early in the morning. But do you know what I mean? Like I feel like they did not use a neutral sentence. They used a leading sentence which already plants thoughts in the mind of the reader that transgender people this is this, this, this cisgender people this and it creates a, a polarization between like they are this and we are this and it's creating a schism between the two does that make sense Am it I does sense here okay you are and let me take it down a completely <coughs> side, sideways path yeah um when i went to my first teacher parent conference uh, my daughter to new time listeners my daughter is in kindergarten and I went to my very first ever teacher-parent conference, and the teacher said something very interesting to me. Um, first, she complimented my daughter, which I think every teacher has to do that to make you feel proud or special. <laughs> but she said time. that, <laughs> yeah, she, she said my daughter plays well with everyone. She said, um, she there, you can tell she has a brother because she plays with boys, she plays with girls, she plays with the African American kids, she plays with the Asian and Hispanic and blah blah blah. And she went, and then she said, and I'm gonna phrase this incorrectly. She said that, um, and that's good because we try and teach uh, inclusivity here, and we talk about the differences between people and how some people are white and some people are black and some. And I thought that was really odd because. In kindergarten, Hilly already did play with everybody, and she never came home. She never once said, Daddy, why is this girl black, or why is my friend here black? We would just show up, they'd be playing, and she'd get up, and she'd hug the, the whatever black girl she was playing with, and then she'd leave with us. And now in kindergarten, she's being taught about those differences. Now, she's being obviously taught in a, quote, good way, like maybe why some people are black and some are Asian, but I just found it odd that they were teaching it Whereas in daycare, it was just, hey, you're all kids, get along like kids do. You only start to create rifts and chasms and differences when you expose people to the idea, yes, this person is different from you. And I just, I'm, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that you're 100% correct. I also think it... We need to start disagreeing on something because conflict creates for better oh, well, <laughs> podcasts. Listen I'm here, kidding. crack a motherfucker. I'm tired of you. No, I mean, I, <laughs> that was my black guy voice. Um, I mean, I, Which is funny since you are a black guy that right, you need to switch but, into. A... But, that, but, well, but let's talk about that for, because I think that that kind of moves into what when we texted last week, one of the things that I mentioned, right? Here's my issue. I feel like we can explain all these differences because I, I go back and forth about it, right? Like, it's my my Gemini nature. See what I did there? So now yeah, they know I'm black. They, start but they that. see, now they know I'm black and they know I'm a Gemini. See, I'm giving them context <laughs> clues about who I am. 
Um, but very subtly. Shit. It's like one of those stupid TV shows where the cops say shit that is really obvious to cops but not to the audience. Oh my god, wait. The door was left open and he was hiding behind it. That must have been how he broke in. But it's so obvious that they would that real cops would never say that to each other. They just go, right. okay, we got this. Put this in your report. Yeah, I see. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, let's go find this motherfucker, right? But... I, I feel Which like, is what made The Wire such a great show, because right. they never gave you exposition. You just jumped into their world, and you had to pay attention and catch up. You're like, this right. is fucking great. Like fucking they talk like life. they talk. Right. Yeah. I feel like... If, and that's part of the problem, right? If we if we tie all this stuff together, right? Part of the problem is that that is the way people talk now. People talk in a way where they explain what they're saying. And I feel like it is, it is largely because we have won at... at at, at once, we've both underestimated the intelligence of the average person and overestimated the, <laughs> the intelligence of the average person. Uh, that makes right? sense, and it's like, very sad. Like, it's this weird dichotomy. Anyway, back to the point at hand. So, here's what I think. I think that when you start to point out differences, it creates a schism in the child's mind that this person is different from them. I think they're going to come to that thing naturally, much like children come to Santa Claus's bullshit, blah, 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 do you know what I mean? All that stuff. They they so come. So should to we these wait things. for them to ask it? Like, hey, I, why is my friend Sarah black? Oh, well, good question. Because by then it was they wouldn't care. They would just be like you said, a, a question. Yeah, it's like, why is this person left-handed? I'm right-handed. Why do they play baseball and I play football? Why do I swim well, and they do gymnastics? Left-handed because they're a witch and need to mistake. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's what we used to do to those fucking lefties. Exactly. Um, but I, I think that, that diversity, see, here's the problem. The problem, I think, is that there comes, there are moments where I agree with the right. I think that we are too soft. I think that we really underestimate the value that the military and such provide us. Because it does, right? People don't attack us because we have the strongest Air Force, Navy, <laughs> Marines, blah, blah, blah. And the second strongest Air Force is our Army's flying division. You know what I mean? In the world, right? It's like we are so fortified that it's ridiculous. And there's a reason why we get to walk around and enjoy all these quote-unquote liberties and blah, 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 right? Now, now we still got attacked on 9-11, so... We did, because people are tired of us dropping bombs on them and stealing their shit, which is what we do. We decide we want something, we put... Well, <laughs> technically, they attacked us because we had military bases in the Holy Land in Saudi Arabia. And we weren't dropping... When we were attacked, we were not technically right. dropping bombs. We were just sort of existing, and they're like, no, you are infidels in our Holy Land, I mean, and we are going to attack you. That, I mean, is that the only reason? Or is it really because... It was the reason they gave... I suppose. I mean, because we have military it, bases. Part of it is, don't like is that. part of it is. I do think that we. I think that there's I, the last statistic I read. Again, don't know if this is true or not. I read it on the internet, which means it's probably true. But it was that there's only nine countries that we do not have military a military presence in on this planet. That sounds. I could see that going either way, but it is true. <laughs> we do breed resentment for our yeah. our push to. I mean, go to. Okinawa, where it's insane. Right. Um, I mean, we still have bases all over Europe because, hey, we saved you from those nasty krauts. Oh, wait, we do have uh, bases in Germany, too, to keep those krauts under control. But, like, we don't need half the bases we right. have. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I do think that's a problem. 
anyway, so to, to answer your your original question, I, I think that that it has to be taken on an individual basis. That's the problem. If you see an issue that a child like if you if you observe your children closely, but you observe them not like a scientist, but treat raising children like an art and less like more like an art and less like a science where you can, you know, stop people stop pretending that like one size fits all and that you can somehow program a child to be successful if you use these steps steps one through ten by some doctor who says blah 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 who met with some psychiatrist or some sociologist who determined that your blood type requires this and so you should be raised this way blah 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 all that stuff that we hear right I think that if you just observe your own children you'll see what they need when they need it because they tell you pretty obviously because they're literally just walking egos like they have no filter no sensor no anything if they don't like you they tell you if they get mad they have a tantrum if they want to leave the room they leave the room if they don't want to eat their food they tell you they don't want to eat their food right they're pretty obvious about it so what if you just said okay let the child go until I see a problem and then course correct and as adults we're smart enough to know what small thing, if left unchecked, could lead to a problem because we've been through it. So I feel like, you said it earlier, right? You went through a bad breakup, you had some therapy, you talked out some stuff, and really what you really did was put more tools in your tool chest. That's what you did. You have like a personal uh, accountability toolbox, right, or a checklist that you go through to figure out how you're doing, how to handle situations, and it's all done subconsciously, I suppose, but like, therapy somehow gives you more tools. It just puts more tools in the box. I have friends who've gone through 12-step programs and massive amounts of therapy to get to deal with divorce, with addiction, all kinds of stuff, and every one of them ends up saying the same thing. I went into this trying to figure out what was wrong with me, why this person didn't like me, or why my life was shit, or blah, blah, blah. But I gotta, and, I, and a lot of people who go through it in divorce, they, they're like, well, I went through this to find out what I could do to make this person happy. And then what they realize is that they themselves were not actually happy. And that's why they were doing the things they were doing, is because their needs weren't being satisfied, because they'd grown up their whole lives somehow putting other people's needs in front of their own, right? It's well, funny because mm -hmm. that's something my wife still struggles with is that uh, I, I can't get into everything she went through as a child. But one thing I try and uh, I don't want to say work with her on because that's not my job. Oh, hold on. Hey, buddy, why don't you go back and watch the movie some more? I, I figured this would happen. I set the kids in front of Zootopia so they could learn about race via bunnies and foxes. <laughs> and they have to come looking for me. It's a great yes. movie. Have you seen it? Uh, is that the one about the the burglary and the one fox has to help the other? The no, no, no. no, no. It's, okay. it's the one where um, predators are pitted against prey via a, a chemical compound that, you know, um, it's a political uh, movie. Yeah. With cartoon. It's it's really fascinating. I can't yes, even begin to sum it up I, quickly. But. Right, like they, they, they de- they de-animalize all the animals or something, and then somebody invents something that makes them revert back to their nature or something like right, that. Right, right. Yeah. And so predators are attacking, and so it's it's a way it's a political maneuver. It's like keep everybody afraid, and you'll remain in power. It's like, hmm, I wonder if that's relevant today, given our current president I mean, and the election. But oh uh, yeah, uh, yes. 
Yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving uh, back, uh, uh, where she struggles with what, I, what I've always told her, and she doesn't like this, is I know at this point in my life not everybody is going to like me. I don't try and pander or cater. I don't act like a complete asshole like I may have in my 20s. I temper that or I'm just older and I'm out of that phase. But I don't try and win everybody over. I just try and move forward being a decent person. And there are still going to be people that don't like me. And I don't worry about that anymore. Like, not that I ever did, but I may have questioned it. Like, what's wrong with fucking them? Now it's like, okay, not everybody likes everybody and that's just life. And... It'll be interesting to try and instill that in my kids because Lydia's got the, the like, okay, I just want everybody to get along and everything to work. And I'm like, well, yeah, so do I, but in a different way. I'm not going to force an issue, if, if that makes sense. Uh, whatever we were talking about led me to that path of, of therapy and, oh, the, the idea that a relationship doesn't work. Why didn't this person like me? Not everybody's going to get along. You can like someone that doesn't like you. It happens. It sucks, and you don't like it, but it happens. And that comes in friendships and or Absolutely. relationships. I mean, it comes with it comes with children. Shit, sometimes you like one of your children more than the other, but it's not like it's not like. I mean, the reality is that you love both of your children so dearly that it's unbelievable. You would jump in front of a truck and take the hit to save the to extend their life by thirty seconds. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't think people understand how much love loving parents have for their children like children don't understand loving parents understand obviously but like but the children just don't understand how much like the thought of something bad happening to them literally sends you down a spiral that like you have to shut that door because it's so painful that you just can't deal with it you know what i mean yes can i interrupt you and circle back all the way to millennials then yes please does this come from a sense of, and I'm struggling because I'm coming up with it on the spot, is, buddy, you're killing me. You're killing me. Let me uh, check and close the door. I don't know how much of that is making it through, but I'm assuming if I can hear it, the microphone is picking up on it. I mean, I it hear is, something, yeah. but I don't yeah, know what Yeah, so it I'm going to try and tap the door closed it's him playing with a christmas toy they got so they're staring at the tv and playing with toys at the same time um overcompensating is where i was going with millennials is the parents uh were raised by a somewhat i don't want to say standoffish but stoic generation and they said i won't let that happen with my kids i'm gonna love them to death and then they overdid it and became helicopter parents and like you said i i I have watched parents you, you said that um how did you phrase it? Um, I don't remember, but basically, the the inference you gave was of helicopter parenting, and the, where I really oh you said uh, the opposite. You said you you let your kids free range parent, or you let your kids go, and then you correct as needed. That's what you said, and that's how Lydia and I try and operate. We take our kids to the playground, and I've watched helicopter parents just like sit right under their kids as they do anything, waiting to catch them, waiting, and I you know. I've, I've done that, but I also back off and like, all right, figure it out. And they're like, I need help climbing up this. Like, no, you don't. You've got to climb up it. You're almost there. You're halfway up. I just can, you know what I mean? Like I try and push them to problem solve. So anyway, do you think that is part of it? Do you think we had a, a wave of overcompensation where my mommy didn't hug me enough, so I'm going to hug my kid too much and create a pussy? Yes. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, see, 
I think it 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 falls into that one size fits all thing, right? Like again, like if if we want to like circle back to the original premise that we were going to talk about, right? Is my there's a couple of things that have come up since then, but one of them is the idea of consistency being bullshit, right? Like consistency is nonsense. It's something that we that we decided so that people would be easier to manage and things would be easier to deal with if we just made everything a system and black people function like this and white people function like this and this is men and this is women and these are gays and these are straights and these are blah, blah, blah. And like all this bullshit, right? And so, but I feel like I'm not a one-dimensional person. You're not a one-dimensional person or two-dimensional. Eh. You know? <laughs> Okay, maybe you are. I'm not kidding. But but you know what I mean? Like, most people have facets. They have different personalities that come out at different times, right? If you're hanging out, and not you, because you're just a dick, right? But if you're hanging out with, like, your, your, your mom and dad, uh, you're going to talk one way than when you hang out with your wife's mom and dad. When you hang, when you're talking to your children's teacher, you're not going to use the same language. Does that mean it's any less authentically you, or you just chose to say instead of being like, "What you stupid fucking cunt," I'm not going to do that. You say, "You know what? I never thought of it that way. That's an interesting idea. I'm not sure I'm going to go with that, but thanks for sharing, right? Because it's your fucking kid's teacher." You know what I mean? Like you know how to curse them out over something that doesn't involve that doesn't need that doesn't involve a cursing out, right? Right. Right. And so my honest feeling is that like if we stop trying to pretend that good parenting or good person or successful person or talented this or whatever follows a very strict scientific schematic, if we stop pretending that, I think we'll be able to raise our children, live our lives, do our thing, right? Yes, yeah, sometimes <coughs> sometimes you're going to have to be a helicopter parent. Yes, it's true. If you see your kid walking down the street, you're walking in New York City, and your kid normally, if you're in Iowa, and your kid can walk freely, and you don't have to hold their hand, and when they say, when you say stop, they stop at the crosswalk and wait for you, that's great. In New York City, you might not want to be that bold because there's too much traffic, there's too much, um, there's too much traffic, there's too many people, it's too crowded, there's too much. So you have to be a little helicoptery. I get it. Your kid's on the top of the, the big sliding board for the first time. They're going to climb up the ladder to the big sliding board. Yeah, stand at the bottom. But encourage them. Don't be like, be careful, be careful. All that bullshit. Stand, stand below them, ready to catch them. And then just say, you got this, buddy. I'm here if you need me. That's all they need to know. They just need to know that you're there. They don't need you to grab them and help them up and all that other stuff. They just need to know that if they fall, are you going to catch them? That's the that's the amount of security they need to scale a skyscraper, right? <laughs> like, if you told your kid to climb a ladder that went to the top of the Empire State Building and said, buddy, I'm here to catch you. If you fall, your little boy would climb up that fucking ladder. Because he's like, all right, Dad got me. I got this. That's all he needs. He doesn't need you holding his hand every step of the way. So I feel like, yes, helicopter parenting, good in certain situations. In other situations, on the baby slide, let them fall. Like, really, let them fall. Let them fall down. Let them brush themselves off and be like, Daddy, did you see? I'm okay. 
instead of, you know what I mean? Like, do you remember you were a kid and you fell down and you were in front of your friends and you were like, oh, wow, that's going to that's gonna hurt in the morning. Ha, 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 ha. You put on your big tough guy voice and you limp it off, right? <laughs> like, that's literally what happens. You basically limp for five minutes until your leg stops hurting and then you keep running, you know what I mean? Unless you're seriously hurt, right? But if you're hanging out with your parents and you that same fall, <laughs> then your parents give you candy and ice cream and tell you it's okay and make you feel better. It is like the well, number one depending way. Depending on the parent. Right. Because you, you made me saying? laugh a second ago because uh, Lydia really does not like that I do this. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. But it's, it's a joke from my set, which you'll recognize. But whenever one of my kids falls down, we have such a different response. Whereas I barely flinch. I just sort of look at them like, all right, I told you not to do that. You know, like, <laughs> whatever they're doing. Like, hot, you, you bonked your head. Yeah, I, like two seconds ago, I was saying, don't run around next to the table. And then you hit your head. Whereas Lydia sits down on the floor and is like, do you feel better? Okay. Now, do you know why that happened? Like her, she, she doesn't, you know, like let them cry and get candy and stop you know like stop crying i'll give you candy she sits down she gives a kiss and she's like okay now let's talk about why that happened whereas my first response was i told you that was going to happen and i'm not <laughs> saying i like my response i'm going to try and work on it i get that her spot response is better but it's just i it, it's ingrained i never thought out that this is how i'm going to act it's just that's what comes out of me first well uh and um I, I should say this quickly. We talked about this at the top, maybe before we started recording. My battery is flashing. It's going to die. Okay. Um, so this is a nice little half an hour conversation. Yeah, um, I like that. I think to anybody listening, we will try and do it again yes. and extend it. And maybe if uh, it is found to be uh, palatable to the listeners, I, I, I do these bonus podcasts anyway. Jake and I are trying to get more content on our channel, no matter what it is. Indeed. So... I think this made for good content, bonus content, and before my battery goes, I will say uh, thanks for talking to me, and thanks to anyone for listening, and spread the word, everyone. Say, uh, hey, I listened to these uh, idiots blather on about their <laughs> bullshit opinions and thoughts. Pretty much. Well, I disagree uh, with everything they fucking say. Why don't you listen to it? <laughs> hey, buddy. And there's my kid making more noise in the background. Well, you were the one that wanted the goddamn movie. You were the one. He said that earlier. It was hilarious. So he there's said, I uh, want that goddamn movie? No, but oh. there's a point in Zootopia where uh, the weasel yells like, uh, you know, good luck catching me, Cottontail. And he went, ha, he said, God damn it. And Lydia's like, no, he said Cottontail. Not, so he's, he's so used <laughs> to hearing the word <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that uh, yeah. he says it. I mean, I can All right, anyway. You, well, let me, let me just say this in response to what you're saying. You know, because you, you used one joke as an example, but here's another one that you used, which is exactly what you did. But in your joke, you phrase it, as differently mom arm versus dad arm in the car right oh yeah right? yeah, yeah. You stop. I mom that. puts yeah. her hand out to stop you from flying forward dad watches you whack your head and goes what did you learn and he said i learned yeah. my dad's a dick <laughs> and that's that's why i want to change what i'm doing because i don't want my kids to think i'm a dick but if you want to hear these jokes <laughs> look up my cds uh i have cds everywhere look up uh antargoodwin.com is that it yeah antargoodwin.com on facebook and yeah, all the relevant social media things <laughs> all right you'll hear us again on another bonus podcast coming up probably in a week we'll see how this goes yeah Hopefully absolutely you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed talking Indeed. all right later kids Mwah. bye everybody <laughs>